time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. This week's hot topic is with Bill Cosgrove, President and CEO of Union Home Mortgage. And as we continue our series on leadership in the mortgage industry, and it's really the need of leadership, we're interviewing some leaders that are doing a great job and trying to get some insights into how they're leading. What, what are some tricks that are wor- tips and tricks that are working for them? Uh, in this interview, we report, pre-recorded last week, we started talking about the generation of mortgage professionals, specifically millennials. How's Bill doing? He's probably doing the best job of anyone I know about there of drawing millennials into the mortgage industry, and he's doing it through an intern program. We're going to talk about that as well as Empower and his involvement and support for it. And we talk about people, specifically the investing in world-class people in your organization, the key to invest back in to people. So without further ado, let's get into the interview that we pre-recorded with Bill. Listeners, I am excited to have back with us an industry leader, an industry icon, and I don't want to say that in an embarrassing way, but he really is. He's done so much for our industry, and his name is Bill Cosgrove, and he has a company that many of you know, Union Home Mortgage. And Bill, I just want to welcome you back to the Lickin' and Lending microphone. Thank you for joining us, sir. Well, David, thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back, my friend. Thank you. And joining me on this is one of our regulars, of course, Alice Alvey. All of you know and love Alice for her segment on all that's going on in D.C. and the regulatory update. But Alice, it's good to have you joining me on this. And you have a unique perspective because you work for Bill inside of his company, Union Home Mortgage. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Dave. Listeners, we did an interview on the Lickin' on Leadership podcast some time ago with Bill, and I encourage you to go listen to that, and we're going to put links to that interview in the show notes here. But, Bill, what I want to go to on this podcast is your view of leadership. You've owned your company now for how many years, and you've been a leader in the industry for how many years? Gosh, Dave, I, I've owned the company now 20 years and you know, probably close to, to 17 years been serving the industry both in Ohio and at the national level at, at, at the Mortgage Banker Association. One of the things that I am seeing evidence of is while the core tenets of leadership probably haven't changed, how we lead has changed. I want to get your perspective in this interview, in this podcast, is what has changed, what hasn't changed, at least as it relates to how you're managing your business and what you're seeing those that you respect are managing their business. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think what's happened over the years is, you know, before there were, uh, I, I think in the early years, maybe three or four people at the top of any company, any organization calling the shots. And I think in today's world where we're surrounded with data, we're surrounded with media, we're we're surrounded with social media, immediate type of data, to me, it's, it's more of a collaborative type of management style. You want more opinions. I think the fundamentals of leadership, how you treat people, 
what you expect of people, the type of people that you want in leadership positions, that hasn't changed. I think that's as fundamental as it's been for the 33 right. years that I've been in business. However, after that, you know, to me, it's, it's more of a collaborative leadership and management process than it's ever been, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, collaboration is one of those things where it involves others. And you've been the most progressive in two areas, one of which is empire, supporting the empire within the organization, within the industry, and then also what you've done with millennials. I guess I said should say the third thing because you started, it was under your leadership at the MBA, we have the uh, Independent Mortgage Bankers Conference that's going on. But let's talk about the millennials. How do you see that changing? Is collaboration as a result of them? Is it something that they put a premium on? Talk about that from what you are seeing with all the millennials you're now working with. Well, it's so it's funny. I, I owe, you know, chief economist at MBA, Mike Pratt and Tony, uh, credit for opening up my eyes because when, when I was vice chairman, actually, Mike and I went all over the country and did it about 10 times in speeches. And I heard Mike give the same presentation of the demographics in the mortgage business and, and how old, so to speak, the mortgage business was getting, and it was shocking to me. And so after being with Mike, you know, it, it drilled into me that, that something needed to change. It wasn't going to change on its own, and I needed to get out in front of it. So best thing we did is, is uh, Al Blank and I tried to start an intern program, and the joke around Union Home is it took us about two years to realize that young kids don't get excited when their grandparents uh, or someone their grandparents' <laughs> age visit campus. So it took us two years to realize that, that, that we were the grandfathers. We didn't see it that way, but that's the way it happened. So after that, we had a couple of really fantastic interns that we saw tremendous leadership qualities in, two young ladies that were 25 years old, and we put them in charge of the program and they have absolutely hit it out of the park. We've won multiple awards. We recently had 65 great interns. We had 300 applicants from 19 different universities. Wow. And from, yeah, it's amazing, Dave. From May until August, the whole company is just jazzed bringing these young kids in because they see life a little differently. They see mortgage process and buying a home differently and, and how they want to interact with a mortgage company. So not only have they come in and done great work and they're, they're great young kids with great work ethic, and we throw them into everything. I mean, they're in executive meetings. Other than HR things that no one's ears should hear, we expose them to everything and the way they've responded is just off the charts. And, and now about 45 of them over the last six years have started careers at Union Home, and there'll be many more as time goes on. So it, to us, it's, it's, been, it's been a game changer. And uh, I talk to IMBs all over the country to start the program for yourself. So it, it's been fantastic. It's really interesting as we study IMBs and millennials and leadership, they march to a different drum. They're motivated by different things than the other generations. Maybe so, maybe not. What's your observations? Uh, with IMBs? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm talking about millennials in IMBs or millennials generally, how you're leading them. Has it changed yeah, so that much? Is, there, is it that unique? We're hearing it is. You know, it, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, it's a little bit more unique where I think the millennials, the, the interns that we have, you know, they have a poise. I think because of social media, they have a poise that we didn't to make presentations in front of 100 people, you know, 30 years ago out of died. Today, 
these kids step up and don't blink an eye. They, they have a lot more self-confidence. They've got great communication skills, much better than, hmm. than my generation did because they're exposed in different mediums of communication. And, and so I, I think, too, that they're, they're, you know, when people talk about entitlement, there's a little difference there. They expect more, but I think it's, it's done in the right category. They expect more from their company. They expect the company to be more civic and community-minded, and I think that's a good thing. So all in all, I honestly believe that millennials in the workplace actually make the company better. They take the company in different ways and different thought processes. So quite honestly, it's challenging at times. But (laughs) with that being said, they make you better. They really do make you better. They do. They do. And then we have found ourselves, our senior management team, by the end of summer, we take the best of the best and we just sit down and talk to them and we say, what, what do you see here that you like and, and don't like? And their observations. Ah, the feedback. Are, ah. Yeah, they're, they're, their observations are spot on. I mean, so we, we've become really big fans. You know, they're not anybody out there running a mortgage company that thinks, God, I had five or six young people and this is an animal that I'm not, I, I can't deal with this animal. I think you're wrong. They're wonderful and they've made us better. It's a challenge, but they've made us better. I love that, and especially seeing as that's the largest single demographic group going to be buying homes, it gives you unique insights. Alice, let's get you in on that. You're vice president of training and education there. You are training these people. How are you seeing how they respond? Have you had to change up? Have you had to use more social media? How has it changed in the way? And then, of course, you can ask any questions of Bill on this topic while we're on the millennials and leadership. Well, I think the first thing I have to say is Bill has been tremendous in recognizing what uh, what this group needs. So one of the recent things that we just rolled out was uh, for some of the college grads who finished uh, the internship who have certain skills that we want to make sure we can um, hire and retain in the company, we've pulled together a leadership training program for them. So they will have a two-year run of working with with various departments and really getting a deep dive into how the whole company runs uh, with the idea that at the end of that two years, we'll have a long-term place for them within the company and also have really given them a strong foundation to move quickly up into management. So he's really made a tremendous investment. So when you talk about what what do the millennials want, how do we make sure that we're keeping them engaged, that's, that's just one example of you've got to have solid programs where they can see a career and see the vision. And uh, Bill has done a great job of building that for them. Uh, we also recently rolled out a future leaders program as well, which is a little bit different for folks who are already at the company, have shown their skills through various projects and just earned their way into another full-year program that offers them a tremendous amount of really, I call it like a leadership rocket fuel for them <laughs> so Good. that they can yeah. advance. So I'd love to get Bill to talk about uh, this, these programs and his vision for them because really I, I just try and execute on the vision and <laughs> he's the one with Good. this uh, yeah. tremendous let's vision. Talk, let's talk to the visionary, Bill. Well, that's uh, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, Alice is being very generous. She's a she's a very a very key executive at Union Home. So, I, you know, I think Dave, you know, here at Union Home, and I think any successful company, we 
we really don't have a budget of how much we invest in people through Union University, which Alice runs, and anything we could do, you know, to educate, uh, create leadership opportunities, uh, have them understand the mortgage business. You know, whether we realize it or not, whether it's great companies, FedEx, Progressive Insurance, you name a great company, and they are very intense uh, about going after talent. And I think in the mortgage business, certain companies have figured that out. Many of us have not. But at the end of the day, it's talent and, and teamwork that, that really take customer service and winning in the mortgage business to the next level. So we just believe in investing in people. If you invest in, in world-class people, you're going to get a world-class result, and it's really that simple. Without diving too deep into this, what are some of the programs that you offer for training and leadership, especially as it relates to the millennials? Alice, you could, you could jump in, but when the interns come in the first week of May, we have an incredible program for them that's already uh, spelled out. They interact lunch and learns with executives at the company. They spend a week to 10 days in our what we call our Rudy Huddle, which is where we basically run the company. The other uh, key interns, the, the top performing interns, they shadow senior executives. At the end of this summer, we give them a project. Uh, we have them deep dive. We talk to them. And actually, the, the appraisal management issue problem where lack of appraisers and where that's going, and we give them a big problem to solve. At the end of the year, we have them break up in teams, and they just do they just do absolutely an amazing job. They blow us away, really, with their uh, analytics and, and their performance. Alice, I'm sure I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm sure I'm missing a few things that we do with the, uh, the young people for the program. Well, I think you, you hit on the big things, and that's the projects. We also let them decide where they want to be as they're going through the program. So they, you know, we, we look at their their skills and the, their field of study, and they may start in one area, and they may go, you know what, I want to go try this department over here. And we let them shadow various departments. They're not just stuck in one place for the entire time also. So that makes a big difference. We're the, and then we do make sure all of us as managers – with all the touch points that they have to make sure they really feel a part of the company, that the work that they're doing is meaningful. We don't just have them here, you know, standing at the copier. We really put them so, to work so that they learn, yeah, the, uh, yeah. learn the business. Yeah, and the other thing we've learned, David, too, is is at the end of the year when we do our uh, sort of graduation night, we, we bring the parents and grandparents uh, oh. to learn yeah, we've learned, well, we just learned that the last couple of years, and we've learned that the parents and grandparents want to know, you know, where is my, where is my, at that point, they're still called a child, right? Where is my kid spending their days? So they know when it's Miami of Ohio or Ohio State University or Michigan State or wherever it is, but during the summer. So we've learned to get the family involved as well. And so it's just, you know, it's a really cool program, and we learn a lot from it. And make no mistake, I mean, we, we, you know, it has a purpose, and that purpose is to introduce young, talented, wonderful young people to a great industry. No one knows, last thing I'll say, no one knows, this is what I say to them day one when I get the chance to talk to them, inside the mortgage banking business, there's 20 different great career opportunities. There's 20 different avenues of a career 
in mortgage banking, and no one knows that from the outside. And that's that's one of the things that make the mortgage banking very dynamic. It's very diverse, and there's there's many career paths within a thriving independent mortgage banking company, and that's exciting. I couldn't agree with you more. There there are so many avenues, and we have to find ways to draw our merging college students into this industry, or we're in trouble. And you're doing a great job of it. I'm so thrilled. I, I want to get a film crew up there to just follow you around so we can duplicate this in, in other companies, because I think it's such an important initiative. I want to shift, Bill, just from this. I could stay on this topic for a long, long time, but it's doing what you're doing with millennials, and I want to get over to what we're doing at Empire. But I want to shift to the older generation, the ones that are stuck, that are ones are know they need to change, but they're struggling with it. What would you say to them? Yeah, to me, it's about it's about who you have around you. So, you know, it's it's a healthy business. Most of us, a lot of us, you know, maybe half of us now that own independent mortgage banking companies, we started them from nothing. We started them small, and uh, let's face it. All of us have a certain level of talent. There's things we can do very well, and there's things we, we don't do so well. So I think the, the key to it for me is to always, it's the fundamental, Dave, of always hire people that, that have talent that you don't, right? They've got to be wonderful human beings, yes. number one. They've got to be people uh, that you're, you're proud to be associated with. That's a given. But other than that, you've got to hire tremendously talented people and and give them an avenue to run. And I think if you do that and you just surround yourself with great, committed people where ego is set aside and it truly is about team and about caring for each other and about the result, I think if you create as a leader and an owner, if you create that environment, you, you push each other to the next level and I think, you know, getting involved in MBA in other associations where right. you're, you're in positions where you can actually talk to other leaders of companies to just, you know, am I on track? Am I off track? Am I totally crazy? Where, you know, get mm-hmm. their feelings and, and then have four or five of them that you can trust and, and, and talk to. So I think it's, I think it's all about what our mom and dad's taught us is you are who you you surround yourself with and so, so i think true. you just got to surround your yeah i think you got to just surround yourself with people that have a a brilliant mind that that are always searching to take uh there's always a better way right and if we don't find it someone's going to run over us to and and find it so i think yep. it's really a matter of the culture that you create I want to tell a, a quick story on you, Bill, because there's someone who I know, and he came to me, and he was interviewing, thinking of which company to go to work for, and, and he ended up not going to work for you, and it was your choice, and I want to talk about your selection process, because he recognized the wisdom in it later. So you have a test or some type of profile that you run on people that you're hiring, if I'm correct. At least this is what I understood from him. Yeah, we're we're big fans of disc assessments and we don't Good. we don't use yeah, we don't use them strictly solely, you know, red light green light when it comes to hiring, but Dave, yeah. I've in my career, I for some god reason and I don't fully understand it, at times there's a lot of ego in our industry yes. and <laughs> there is. Yeah, and you know, there it's is. funny that anybody that I talk to, this is mortgage banking, I, I think, is the ultimate team sport. And as a young person, yes. in, in my, I started in, in my 20s, 
I was part of a couple organizations that had wonderful people that were allowed if they didn't, you know, if you didn't get the answer you wanted, you can act like a two-year-old. And and good people mm-hmm. became average people that became disengaged people that end up leaving the organization. So I, I come from a very loving home. My, my parents were working class people, but it was a wonderful, wonderful place to grow up. And I never was under, I never was raised with that dysfunction. And so I was raised to respect people and, and, and so forth. And when I, when I got in mortgage banking, I fell in love with the business, but I was sometimes shocked at the behavior of people and, you know, loan officers (laughs) when they heard the word no and so forth. And so I realized I saw with young eyes, uh, not in management, not in anything else, but I saw early in my career how dysfunction killed organizations and killed mortgage companies. And when I bought Union Home, I said one thing is that we would we would not be that type of organization. I don't know what will be. I can't. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not the brightest person in the world, but I sure in the hell know who we're going to be and what we're going to stand for. And I think yeah. that has served us uh, well all these years. And so for us, it's a matter of who fits the team and who's able to fit the team. And that's not an indictment of someone that we don't hire. It's just that we believe that in all levels of the organization, dysfunction kills companies. And we want to attack yep. the hell out of problems, not people. And so I, I think that's where it all comes Good. from. I love that, and I bring that up only because I think more people should do that. There's a number of leading companies that we consult to that do that, and they have a much more successful hiring process. This person was really crushed because I had built you up and told him, oh, if you get a job there, that'd be awesome. And uh, it hit, his personality didn't fit. He had a very strong personality. I learned later. And so, so there are stories like this that come out that I think is so important, but we could just go on and on about things that have made your company successful. You referenced how you got in, your family. Again, I referenced that looking on a leadership podcast, an interview I did with you, and have people go back and listen to that. You tell that story about your parents and how you got into the yeah. business. It's such a good story. Well, let them go back and listen to that. I want to talk about Empire because another thing that you're doing that is so impactful, not only on your company, but on the industry, is you really are a big supporter of what Marsha Davies is doing with Empower, and you are not just supporting it with words, but you're putting some money and investment behind it, and you're flying people to this conference that we now have in Austin, wherever wherever the annual conference is, you have a good representation of up-and-coming female executives, and I applaud you for that. What's behind that? What did you see there that caused you to do that? And then Alice, chime in on this. Yeah, so it's it's interesting that... You know, it it stems early on from, you know, really the way I was raised. My mother was a wonderful lady, very talented. She was a, for the most part, she worked either in warehouses, uh, you know, type of on on a line where she got paid piecemeal. And when she couldn't do that anymore physically, she became a nanny and, and, and worked with families, pretty wealthy families in greater Cleveland to help raise their kids. And mom was a wonderful, wonderful lady. And mm, I, it was like funny it. that so I so I was very impacted by my mother, very close to my grandparents. So my grandmothers were also a big influence in my life. They had huge, wonderful personalities. So I, I was, without ever knowing it, 
I, I was very, very close with my mom and my two grandmothers. And it was interesting as I, as I started in, in business and having a business career, I noticed that the, the, when it came to management, and I'm talking about the 80s and early 90s, women just didn't, they didn't have the, almost the desire to be part of management. Maybe, maybe they didn't feel that, that they could do it or they weren't welcome to that. So I learned from the millennials and I try to, from the interns, I say, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist. Everybody knows that. However, I noticed that the, the young men come in with a whole lot of bravado and, and confidence with little talent to back it up. But yet, mm-hmm. young ladies come into our organization with all the talent in the world, but not the confidence they need or want or will grow into to be successful. So I just think Empower and our, our dear friend, Marsha Davies, I, I just love her and her husband, oh, love Scott. Her oh, she's oh, wonderful. And, and yeah, yeah and, and, but I, I think Empower, I can't tell you why. It's like that, but but young ladies or ladies of of all ages, I, I think need a, a special support system, different than men. And I think if you give them the correct support system, and Empower does that, they will obtain new and different heights in their career. That originally they, when they look in the mirror, they they probably didn't think they could obtain. So I just see Empower being the rocket fuel that a lot of ladies of all ages, of every age, need to obtain levels in their career that they want and and if not, have a support system. Because let's face it, women in the workplace have, you know, being moms and, and, and so forth, they have a different burden and an extra burden many times that men don't. I can't tell you why. I don't know why, but it's just true. And so I, I, that's why I love Empower. I'm proud to be part of it. It started how I was raised and just what I've seen and witnessed during my career. And I think Empower has come at the right time in, in mortgage business and for the right reasons. And I think many, many females of, of all walks of life uh, and all positions in the mortgage business, executive or not, or anything in between, are benefiting proud uh, from it. And myself, I'm proud, and Union Home is, is proud to support it. It's just that simple. Alice, you have witnessed, you and I were together in Washington, D.C. You, I had the, the, my recording podcast booth set up for recording interviews with many of the leaders, and you brought a lot of the individuals that were privileged to go last year in D.C., and you'll be joining me again at the recording booth this year, and we'll be recording interviews. I'm hoping we can record some of the interviews from some of the Union Home gals that are attending Empire this year, but you'll be joining there. But talk, Alice, a little bit about what you're seeing. What are you hearing the impact that Empire has as they come back from one of these events into the marketplace? Do you have a story or two that you can share with us? I do. So our partners get very motivated. Uh, We have a group now who is pulling together some regular activities that will continue here at the company. So there'll be, you know, a super secret now, big announcement coming out (laughs) at our women's (laughs) event that we are joining with MBA on Saturday as part of our annual partners celebration. Bill has graciously allowed that we'll have all 600 plus women at Union Home Mortgage getting 
putting together for a presentation by Marsha Davies. So we're doing this in conjunction with the Mortgage Bankers Association and Empower. And as a result of all this energy, we have our group, Christina Fagan and Ashley Rivera, who are pulling together just a women's resource group at the company as a whole that will continue on throughout the year with different get-togethers. You know, and as, as Bill said, and really as the Empower mission is, it's really just to strengthen the networking opportunities, help individuals with professional growth and development, and really just to share ideas. And so we're really looking forward to that kickoff event that's happening at our annual partner celebration, and then we'll be ongoing throughout the year. Well, I, I just applaud you both, what you're doing with, within the organization, taking not just the event that the MBA has, but literally bringing it inside your company. Bill, that's, I just applaud you for that kind of leadership. That's why I want you on regularly on this podcast, talking about the innovative things that you're doing. And sometimes they don't seem so innovative, but the results they bring, you realize just how much innovation is happening. We talk about innovation, we think about always technology, but it's investing in people and innovating by bringing in networking people, supporting them. There's some wonderful things some companies are doing. I'm thrilled with what you're doing there. Hopefully, Bill, you can swing by the sound booth when we're interviewing some of your team. If you can make your way over to where Empower is on Saturday, I'd love to have you join in and tell some of the stories about some of these gals that are there. If you, if you can, if it's possible, great. Alice will be there, and we'll be doing that. So really appreciate both of you taking time today to get on this interview and share with these things with so many of our listeners. Bill, I'll wrap it up with this. One of the most important things you would want up-and-coming executives or those that have been around for a little while but are looking for a new life, what would you say to them? You know, I think, David, it comes down to this. You know, and I'll tell you, I learned this being an officer of MBA when I had the opportunity to become friends with a lot of executives and see how companies did it. You know, regulatory practices are regulatory practices. Put that aside. You've got to do the right thing every day when it comes to regulatory. But at the end of the day, there's so many roads uh, in so many ways uh, to get to the level of success you want. Uh, no, There's no one right way. Uh, I think there's many right ways. I also know that consumers are going to continue to expect more from us. And so the demands, you can't stay the same. You can't stay in the same position. You cannot have the same, uh, you know, beliefs or the same strategy. It, it all evolves. And I think at the end of the day, uh, you, you've got to be somebody and surround yourself with people that, that want to innovate, want to evolve, want to get and need to get better every day. And that's really what it's going to take um, to win in the future. So the world is evolving quick, probably faster than a lot of us want it to. Consumer (laughs) behavior, right? Consumer behaviors are changing in rapid-like fashion. And I think in the mortgage industry, we've got to stand up and, and meet those demands, but do it the right way, do it compliantly. And I'll tell you that off of the last thing I'll say, off of the crisis of 10 years ago, there's some regulatory things that need to be worked out where, where companies need to do, you know, need to follow the regulations. Yes. That needs to happen. And I think in some areas that's not happening and, and, and it's not right. But that being set aside, I think as whether you're an independent mortgage banker like we are, a regional bank, community bank, 
a large, uh, large institution. I, I think we're so much better at regulatory issues. We're better with consumers, better in servicing. So I'm really proud of the industry because I think over the last 10 years, our companies have become more mature, better, better executing, and th- there's a lot to be proud of in our industry. And so I'm, I'm excited to be part of it, and, and I thank you for your time today and having me on your show. It's a great show. I always love having you here. appreciate it. Thank you, Alice, for joining in. appreciate it so much. Folks, we just had as our guest Bill Cosgrove. Very thrilled to have him, President CEO, owner of Union Home Mortgage, along with Alice Halvey. Encourage you to stop by uh, the booth uh, for those of you that will be attending the Empire event. Again, Marsha has opened it up. If you listen to the previous week's interview with Marsha, uh, Davies, she opened up the conference this year so some of us guys can step in. Uh, previous conferences, it was only women, and but I think more and more guys need to put their head in the door and check out what's going on. Again, it's for women, and it's an art industry, and I support it so much. So I thank you for what Bill's doing, also what he's doing in the area of working and drawing millennials into our industry. I want to say a special thank you to all of you that are listeners. Next week, we've got David Savage. Dave Savage, the mortgage coach, as well as Ryan Hills, who is with Movement Mortgage. These are social media masters and maestros that produce some great content. We're talking about more about what are they doing? What are the lessons they're learning? We're talking about how you can get your message out. Dave Savage had Ryan and I on, so it was the three of us being interviewed. Actually, Dave set it up where someone else interviewed the three of us on his podcast and on his uh, video blog. So anyway, I encourage you to check out next week. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, Resex Warehouse Lending, a division of United Bank, the MBA, Lenders One, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative, and CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders America, Velma, as well as Dollars Coop. Vidyard and AI Assist. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. See you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.